Welcome back to the Policy Viz podcast. I'm your host, John Schwabish. This is a special bonus episode of the podcast. I'm at the Presentation Summit in New Orleans, and today's kickoff keynote speaker was none other than Nigel Holmes. Nigel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This is great. It's a great opportunity. So for those of you who don't know of Nigel, um, that's really a shame, actually, if you don't know <laughs> Nigel, um, famously and formerly of Time Magazine, um, and now uh, freelance information visualization, graphic designer, graphic artist. Correct. Um, all the great things. Um, so let me, let, how about this? Let me ask you to give a quick recap of your keynote from this morning, and then we can just talk about it, because you and okay. I have talked about this in depth, and I think there's lots more that we can say, but we'll spend right. 20 minutes talking about it. Okay. Well, um, the person who runs the presentation summit is called Rick Altman, and I've done a couple of others for him, and he generally asks me, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, to kind of play the fool and open the, open the proceedings and get people relaxed, um, there's some facts involved, and there are some stunts involved, and there's some uh, audience involvement involved. And, I, and what I try to do is to spin this into uh, ways that the people in the audience can maybe open their minds to different ways of thinking about how to present. It's a, the summit is about presentations. It's about PowerPoint, actually. Uh, and, in fact, when I make presentations, I do use PowerPoint, very simply, um, and, uh, you know, abiding by all the rules that people hate PowerPoint for. Uh, and, <laughs> especially um, here, right? Especially here. <laughs> um, and uh, all I'm doing, basically, is uh, putting images up on a screen and then talking about it, because, you know, when you're alive, the, the voice is the most important thing, I think. Anyway, w one of the things that I did... Uh, this time was something that I've actually done a lot of times before, uh, which is to try to get people to see the difference between a million of something and a billion of something and a trillion of something. And if you set up a scale, which you can do with six people from the audience, uh, one of whom represents today, one of whom represents 16,000 years ago, and one represents 32,000 years ago, uh, and you can show things during that, like the, in 16,000 years ago, the, the Lascaux Capes were being painted and, and so on. Uh, and, then, and then you give the other three unwitting people who came up uh, <laughs> one sign that says a million, one that says a billion, and one that says a trillion, and you ask them how long you think on this scale is a million seconds. Nobody knows the answers. Uh, and, and they kind of fiddle about and they don't know where to stand and actually uh, a million seconds is only 12 days so given the scale of people standing there which is probably 20 feet with uh, so the, the 10 feet away from the first person is 16,000 years you can imagine that in order to get 12 days the, the people are practically standing on top of each other yeah. then it's a billion uh, so somebody, they, I give the sign, the big sign that says a billion to the second person, and uh, and they move further away. It's kind of human nature that you will kind of move towards the middle, and you have to point out, no, actually, a billion years is 
uh, sorry, a billion seconds is 32 years. So again, you've got 16,000 years, only 10 feet away. And so those two people are, si are sitting right on top of each other as well. So you now have the person who represents today, the person who represents a million, and the person who represents a, a, a billion standing exactly on top of each other. And then the, the kind of uh, the kicker is you give the trillion sign that says a trillion to the third person, or actually the sixth person in, in total, and, uh, and ask them where they would stand. And I think once or twice when I've done this, somebody has really understood that 32,000 uh, is, um, you know, it's a thousand times That's more third, yeah. uh, than the 32. So they actually go and stand at, right at the other end, uh, going right past the 16,000, and people just kind of gasp. Right. Because here we have a million and a billion right on top of each other and a trillion, which is, you know, 20 feet away. And uh, all I'm trying to do really is to kind of show that we use these numbers with abandon and we don't really necessarily understand the complete uh, scale of them. Now, one thing I saw, one thing you did today that I haven't seen you do in the past is you sort of, you had stacks of printed out Yes, hundred dollar bills, and we yep. won't talk about the legality of that. But, right, <laughs> but this stack, and so I, I like that sort of I or, or I like that visual because I can sort of see this stack of a trillion dollars, yep. how tall yep. that is. And yep. I think part of the challenge is when you read the newspapers or you look at the budget or whatever, yep. it's never a trillion; it's one point yes. six trillion or one point two trillion. Yeah. And too often, I think we see these sort of comparisons that are you know, yeah, it's three Empire State Buildings high. Right. So. How do you think we as either, you know, people who work with data or write policy briefs or memos or, or data visualization people, yep. you know, how do we get people to really connect and understand these, these numbers in, in sort of a real way as opposed to just saying, oh, okay, it's a billion or it's a trillion, it's a million, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Well, I think, I think you use the kind of trick that I've just explained and you, and you just kind of excuse yourself from it by saying, if it was... A, a rounded million, yeah. uh, then it would be it would be this much. And here's a way to visualize that. I mean, I, went, I was quite surprised actually when I had the uh, the million dollars printed, which was hundred dollar bills, mm -hmm. uh, in uh, stacks. So ten stacks, and each one was a hundred thousand dollars. Quite a chunky stack actually, mm -hmm. and it weighed a lot. I mean, it was it was uh, eighteen pounds worth. I got a, a local printer to, to print me the, the blank sheets, and I just put a, a fake one on the top. That's where the legality comes in. Um, and not a fake one, a, a, a Xerox. It was surprisingly real. <laughs> um, and I got somebody to come up from the audience and try to stack these up. I, I'm not sure I got that part of it quite right. But all I, again, all I was trying to do was to say, you know, be aware of the, the size of things, you know, and maybe you will go away from this and realize that, well, first of all, if you have to pay a ransom, you know, you've got to have to a certain suitcase size to, to put it in, but it's not that big. Mm -hmm. uh, it might be heavy, but it's not that big. Um, but the main thing is that, you know, seriously, when, when, when these numbers are, uh, when you hear these things in, in budgets, I think any steps that you can take to help people to visualize what, they're, what you're talking about is going to help them to kind of understand it. And my whole theory of getting people to look at information is to kind of make them smile, not, not to laugh out loud. It's not funny, 
to, to make them, it's kind of a smile of recognition. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say the word wit because that is too self-serving for me, but that's, I think that's what it is in a sense. Like a knowing, a knowing smile. A, a knowing yeah. smile that they, they say, oh, wow, yeah, now I see right. kind of what you're talking about. Right. And, and you are sort of well-known, I think, for doing information visualization that has that knowing smile aspect yeah. or the whimsy. Yeah. Um, you know, many famous examples of stuff mm -hmm. you did at Time and since mm -hmm. then. How, is there, a, is there a sort of a combination of those two of sort of like, of sort of the, uh, the illustration and the whimsy around the actual visualization and then trying to get people to connect with the numbers and, and bring those two together in a way that maybe your sort of standard bar chart you don't get, but you, you know, couch the bar chart with yeah. different color annotation or, or illustration yeah. around it that, or, or is it really just like the construct? You really need to get people to say, well, if I stack it here to the moon and back, that's not very meaningful. But right. if I put it on the floor around me, it fills yeah. up a room or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's trying to relate it to something human, I think, uh, yeah. which, which is why a million dollars in hundred dollar bills comes up to your waist. Give, right. or, give or take an right. inch or two, and depending how tall you are or old you are. Um, <laughs> And I guess as you get older, it comes further <laughs> it comes up. Further up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and of course, you know, is it hundred dollar bills or is it one dollar? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 there's so many variables here. But another example that I was trying to I tried to do for National Geographic was to when they were doing a series about uh, seven billion people on the planet, which was a couple of years ago. Um, I, I want. They asked me to uh, do a page in the magazine and then to make a little video from it. One of the things I wanted to do was to show seven billion of something, mm -hmm. and I could have chosen sand, uh, grains of sand, uh, but grains of sand are not equal. However, are not kind of uniform. Mm. Morton's salt actually yeah. is milled okay. to a to a certain this, this, shape. Okay. You do get some smaller bits and the bottom of the, the container and everything and so on. But so I counted out a uh, hundred um, uh, grains of salt uh -huh. and then another one. And I did it ten times. I got a thousand, and I and I gave it to a high school teacher, who uh, put it on an incredibly a friend of mine, who uh, put it on an incredibly um, um, precise scale that would measure tiny amounts. Okay. And I, I said, what happens if I just write on this tiny little piece of paper a thousand grains and put it on? And the, and the scale went right up. Yeah. So I knew that this was a very sensitive scale. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he did that, and then he worked out how much seven billion would be. Okay. And my plan was to get Morton salt to deliver <laughs> that much salt to the school playground <laughs> and, and, and just pour it out. Okay, and right. there was seven billion. Now, we could have faked it. You know, yeah. we could have had a, a fake wall and just glued right. sand yeah. to the first, yeah. to the beginning of it. But, but we couldn't do that. Um, it, it, by the way, it's about seven and a half um, average-sized bathtubs. So it okay. wasn't, well, it's not much right. when it, for Morton. For Morton. Right, yeah, yeah. And they would have loved it, but uh, National Geographic actually nixed it, so I, so I, I, I couldn't do that. But that's the, the kind of thinking I'm doing is that if people can actually feel, yeah. you know, they use salt every day, 
Um, they know what a bath is. Right. Of course, that question is, you know, how big is a bath? Right, how, exactly right. how far up does it come? And if it's got a curved top, you know, <laughs> do, you, do you scrape off the top or what? I mean, I don't care about that, yeah. actually, which I should do, but I don't. But, but it's just the concept. It's the concept yeah. of getting people who, who, I mean, if you said how much is $7 billion, I mean, it would range from, you know, uh, I, I, yeah. huge amount. Yes. And uh, actually, I didn't think that seven. Uh, bath loads was very much right. I thought it would would be more than that. I was a little bit disappointed, <laughs> um, but it didn't happen anyway. But uh, so I so the things I'm trying to do are to kind of involve human beings mm-hmm. with with it. Uh, and the sand thing I found with um, a way to think about uh, bytes and megabytes and petabytes up to zettabytes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if a byte is a grain of sand, um, oh, how, much? A, a, sure. ha, how much are all the other bytes? Right, right. Uh, and you can say, you know, a uh, uh, megabyte is, or uh, whatever it is, a gigabyte is uh, 20, no, that wouldn't be 20 PowerPoint things. But anyway, uh, what, whatever it is, you, you can do it by media, or you can do it by something that people actually know about. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, it, it, and there's some sort of limit to this, right? So H&R Block does these commercials, you know, you get your money back. And, and yeah. one of them that they did that I liked up to a point, they said, you know, that's like $500 on every seat in a football stadium. Yeah. It's not just on every seat in this stadium. It's every football stadium. And so there it's sort of like I get the one stadium. Yeah. I can relate to one. Yeah. But now you're telling me it's 30 stadiums. Yeah, yeah. So, do you so how do you is there's it just a limit. A, there's a limit right is there and is it just a feeling as you're sort of creating these yeah. like if you're if the salt example was yeah. 100 bathtubs yeah. i'd say i don't sort of can't think about but seven bathtubs yeah. i can sort of yeah get that in my it's, head it's like three people's houses or four, right or seven people's or houses. seven people's houses right uh um well ad- another example was how much toothpaste we use this was something that i actually did <clears throat> and um the question is how much toothpaste uh do uh, we use in a year? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I worked it out, and if you squeezed it out, it went to the moon and back, and the moon and back, and the moon and halfway back. Okay. See, are you, um, you're lost already. <laughs> so a, a whole uh, lot of really long right. trips that I'll never take. Right. Okay. <laughs> and um, I, uh, so I said, wait a minute, that's the wrong question. What uh-huh. I want to know is how much toothpaste? How about a day? Right, okay. And then it comes to 3,467 3, miles or something like that, okay. which is Los Angeles to New York. To New York, yeah. Uh, and I might have got those numbers wrong, but it's, that's what it is. And then you don't need any graphic at all. You just say to people, okay, close your eyes. Right. Turn, your, turn uh, draw a map of America. Yep. You've got to be talking to American audiences. Right. Um, and uh, draw a white line across it. Yeah. That's the amount of toothpaste we use in a day in America. And you don't need any props. You no. don't need to squeeze the toothpaste out. You don't need to confuse people about whether they're going to the moon and back once, twice, three, was it three or four? Yeah. Or half, and then halfway back and you're stranded in space with toothpaste. So I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. So the limit is what a human can, un- can grasp. Right. And the interesting thing about that example is, I mean, it sort of only works in the sort of presentation setting. Yeah. But you don't need an image. You build the mental image right. through your you, through the presentations. You verbally speak. Right. 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 But but it does work outside. It, you just, I mean, it's a very simple thing. How much yeah. toothpaste do we use? Right. 
So a day, Los Angeles to New York. Draw, right. Yeah. End. Right. You know, and it's not even a graphic. It's, it's no, a sentence. It's a sentence, right. Which, which is sometimes just as good. Yes. And, and, and one of the problems yeah. that we're in, or that I have faced, is, you know, an editor says we need a graphic, mm-hmm. and I say, I've got a great idea here. I can do it in, you know, t- 10 words. Yeah. And they say, no, we want a graphic. you're a graphic designer, <laughs> you know, and we need something on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I said, well, I don't know. I'll do something else on the page. <laughs> so, so, this is, so, let, so let's segue, if we could, for a second, because this yeah. brings up sort of the next thing. So as, as we talked about earlier, you're sort of known for, for information visualizations that yes. have sort of illustrations. And, there's, and I think there's probably a segment, maybe a significant segment, of the data visualization community, which probably doesn't believe in that, where yep. you just show the data, mm-hmm. right? And I, you know, people who are listening could, yep. could have a bunch of names in their heads, yes. probably. <laughs> and, 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 it, and it's just the data. Do you, do you think that that has sort of changed over time? Do you think we're in an era where we've sort of gone too far to one extreme and not to another extreme? Like, where do you think we are in the sort of stage of data visualization in terms of in, in sort of this illustration component? And where do you think we're headed? Okay. It all comes down to who is looking at this. Mm-hmm. Who is the intended audience? Uh, what has changed is the ability to deal with huge data sets. Mm-hmm. I have... Anybody can... Uh, look at any of the work that I've done and say, well, it's easy enough for him. You know, he's, he's using 12 or 15 sure. points. Sure. Easy, you know, to make a mountain out of that or the back of a camel or something, um, which I would actually never do now. <laughs> but I did used to. Uh, but, but uh, and I get annoyed when people keep bringing up these things. <laughs> but, <laughs> digging into your past yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, the thing that I think about data visualization now is that, and I may be wrong here, but it seems to me that that a lot of data visualizers are first scientists and academics mm-hmm. and not artists. Now, you don't have to be an artist, but you have to be a combination of the two mm-hmm. somehow. You have to be interested in numbers and have some idea of communicating it. Yeah. And if you just dump the data and say, you work it out, yeah. or you see the pattern, then then I don't think that's going to do data visualization any good at all. Right. So my key is to say, who is this for? And how much data do they actually need? And how much can I edit out? Yeah. And I know that's a no-no, that you shouldn't edit things out, but I just hold to that principle because my idea is to get the idea across. Right, right, right. Now, there's a whole different area which has nothing to do with publications, really, or, um, or a communication so much. It has, much. it has much more to do with scientific research. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, all the data you need and the, and the best tools that you can find to, to uh, uh, visualize it um, is is uh, you know it, th- that's all good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't work in that world, right? And so um, I don't quite understand how many people are going to be able to discern a pattern. Right. So in, researchers in communicating to researchers in an academic journal is much different than completely, and then than you than communicating in National Geographic. Right. Right. It, 
Except that, I would suspect that a lot of people who read the academic journal don't get it either. <laughs> I think, I think you know, that's probably and, true. And, but nobody is going to take the step of simplifying, bad word, simplifying, clarifying, I mm -hmm. tried to say. Right. Um, uh, because simplifying implies dumbing down and all that. Right. And that you can, in fact, exercise a certain amount of uh, editing, which again isn't probably the right word. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's probably, you know, culling. Uh, I mean, if, you know, if, if you're drawing a, a line that is, you know, going from, uh, he draws on John's page, uh, <laughs> th th that has tons of, of uh, things on it. Right. But basically, what you want to know is what it was there and what it was yeah, there. The beginning then this of the is end. one line. Right. And, but you have all this stuff. Yeah. Now, if some of the, if more of these are like this, then maybe you should do something. Yeah, the I, points I, are outliers, and yeah. it's important to show the variation as opposed that's, to the, that's the right. beginning and end. That's right. So I understand all that. And, but, but I still think that even the most hard nosed academic, needs a way into some yeah. of these things. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, a monster with its mouth open or the inside of a of a, somebody's leg. Um, but not that you but, had ever done it. Not that I've ever done anything <laughs> like that. No. <laughs> uh, but um, but you know, times were different then. Yeah. And I'm not that I was at the forefront of anything because some wonderful, absolutely wonderful graphic uh, visualization work was done way back in the 30s. I mean, Neurath, who mm -hmm. I'm actually just reviewing something for the International Design Journal, about Information Design Journal, who, of somebody who's taking down Neurath, who's wow. basically saying uh, he's not accurate enough for these oh, days. For these days. But it, but it's an evolution of. But both, it's an evolution, exactly. Uh, right of of the tools and right. the data we have available right. to us and the and the types right. of output that we have. Right, right. And I mean, my my audience at the time that I was working at time that from from the you know late seventies to the early nineties that that period of time my uh, brief was to um, not to decorate the page but to make time more visual. Yes. And uh, Ray Cave, the brilliant editor there, and Walter Bernard, who was my absolute champion as the art director there, um, really kind of encouraged me to, mm -hmm. to, to push it. And the editors of the various sections first hated it, and then the, ed the letters came in, and, and they loved it. Right. And so we were right at that time. Yeah. I convinced we were right, even though some of them were criticized, so some of them were overdone. You know, I was doing five or six of these things a week, and they mm -hmm. were drawn by hand, yeah. and they were labor-intensive. So I understand the criticism. I have, can fight back against the criticism. But actually, for that time, I think we were doing the right thing. Now, and then we went through a phase of 3D graphs, and right. we went through an extremely uh, cut-back phase. And, uh, and, but now people are saying, you know, we lost the fun. Where, yeah. where, 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 what, what, can we have yeah. a bit more so, fun again? So, because, you know, readers, they don't need to be entertained exactly, but some, some subjects are less interesting than others uh -huh. to the lay reader uh, or web viewer. And uh, so they need some help. Right. So, let me, so let's close up with this, so, with this question. So 
drawing on that. Mm -hmm. So where do you, let's talk about journal, sort of data journalism, however you want yep. to call it, yep. information visualization mm -hmm. in journalism. Where do you, what's your view on it Where uh, on it right now as it stands? Is it, um, do you think there needs to be more sort of fun with visualizations or is there too much focus on interactivity, not enough? Do you have sort of thoughts on what's going on now and sort of where we're, where we might be headed? Uh, well, well, I, I think that um, we're headed into, into movement ah. uh, over time. Mm -hmm. uh, whether that is truly interactive uh -huh. or whether it's just it starts here and it moves, I don't know. But that is a way of showing a hell of a lot more data right. than you can in a still, in a still, still picture. Yeah. And I certainly think that, that uh, if I had the skill set to do it, um, that's what I would be. Yeah. I'd be looking at, and I would leave illustration out of it com completely. And move on to the motion. And, and move on yeah. to the motion. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a real thrill for me. Always fun hanging out with you. <laughs> thanks, John. Um, and thanks to everyone for listening. I appreciate it. If you have comments or suggestions, please leave a note on the website or hit me up on Twitter. And please rate the show on iTunes. It really helps get the views up. And thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>